0: Such a fun song. <laughs> just gets you swinging, doesn't it? How are you, gang? Good. Hey, super. Mm. Super. And super fun. <sighs> y'all ready? Me too. It's good to see y'all. Really, really good to see y'all. I've got something. Uh, look to the person to your right and left. Just high-five each other. You know, yeah. And I did hear this other day, and it makes a whole lot of sense that if, when you're high-fiving someone and you do that awkward mess, you know, you've ever done that? <laughs> I do that more often than I want to. And, uh, but someone said, look at the elbow. Yes. Now, if you look at the elbow, you'll never miss a hand, right? So let's do it. Let's try. Look at. Right. I just looked at her elbow. So do it again. High-fives. Do it with your other hand, but look at the elbow. Do it with your off hand. Uh, it's a little more awkward. That's cool. There's a reason why I'm doing that. And I'm going to get you up here in a second to uh, hug a neck. But here's the reason why we're doing that. Starting September, here's where I need you to pay close attention. Because we normally do things within this realm a whole lot different than what most of the barns and what other places of worship uh, participate in. You see, we know that when you said yes to Jesus, we believe with everything in us that you are a portable pastor. And you have influence. You have tremendous influence. You believe that? Amen. Because you do. So here's where I get to coach you up. Starting September, we are going to launch what's called a high (coughs) five program, campaign. I hate all those words. And the focus is going to be one of the first things you'll see if you're tied to our social media, any at all, you'll see us come out and just say, hey, for the month of September, we are generating awareness for any kind of cash, divisible by five, it don't matter if it's 50 cents, to go to people for emergency shelter here in Rutherford County. Gang, it's alarming how many women and children have to be out on the street and can't find a place to put their head down. So alarming that I'm tired of sitting in silence in it. I'm not going to sit in silence anymore. We're going to absolutely rattle some cages. And here's who we're after. We're not after the other folks in the worship barns. You hear me? (laughs) We're not. You see, the biggest part of the body that have said yes to Jesus, do not go into worship barns. They go to work with you. You go to school with them. And I want you to get on your social media. And I want you to ask everyone in your social media group to help you. You see, because I believe people have grown accustomed to saying no to an organization. It's easy for me to say no to a big organization, but it's hard for me that when you come up to me, and if Ulysses looks at me and he says, Bivo, I need your help. I know him, I know his eyes, I know his heart, and I'm going to say, what is it? Now, the freedom comes in that people get the chance to say no to your request. But you'll never get the nectar of a yes until you risk the no. You'll never get the joy of the yes of people coming in and helping 50 cents at a time, five dollars at a time. It doesn't matter what the denomination is. And 100% of those funds are going to be made available to folks. Some of you are in this room are going to be made available to house, shelter, women and children. Men, it is our responsibility And you can do it. Will you ask? I'm going to give you everything you'll need to succeed in this. We've got, a, we've got websites, uh, the giving thing set up on our website. Heck, I wish they would say just go, if they know someone already that's in the bunker with folks doing that, encourage them to go give it to them direct. You coach them up in that. Remind them that they are empowered to change lives. And then gang, the world looks at it and they go, there's something about their faith and there it is. They're saying, what would, what would happen if we as a body of Christ said, there's no more homelessness in Rutherford County? What, what if we would just make that stand as a body of Christ? We could do it. I've got that much faith in the Jesus in all of us, but the biggest part of us have said no to structures like this. And I get it. I understand completely. Will you help me chase them? $5 at a time. We're going to do it the whole month of September. People are going to grow so weary of seeing us. But we're going to make it so much fun. We're going to, I said we get a big number. A huge number. Because it's going to take that. It takes $50 a day to help most women and children through the night. Chase it. Chase it. Chase it. Chase it. Chase it. Don't you grow weary, okay? All right, now I'm going to get you up. I love y'all. Thanks for saying yes to that, because I believe you. So now, everyone, high-five again as you're standing up, and hug a head. Hug their head that you hit when you missed the high-five. High-five. <laughs> boom, boom, elbow.
1: Like that. Okay.
0: Okay. I like to pray. Uh, <laughs> Alright, here we go.
1: Wait, am I praying and then doing it? Or am I doing
0: it and then praying? Yeah. Wait, which one? You said pray. yeah. Yeah. Pray yeah. I mean, Uh that. Okay. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah, so you a cherry little thing okay. and then pray to send you to deal. Okay.
1: Okay. Alright, Doc's going to pray for us. Wait, I'm confused. You just said I'm going to pray first. Am I praying first?
0: No, you're going to share your little deal about the song.
1: Okay, okay, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, done? Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Uh, so um, I have, well, first, my name is Emily. Um, I'm a senior at UT, um, but, hi. Um, but I uh, am from Murfreesboro, so I like to call this church my home when I'm here. Um, and so I just spent the last two months, um, in Kenya with, um, an organization that's a discipleship ministry. Um, and I won't go into too much detail about that, but, um, I loved that we sang to the head to the heart, head to the heart tonight, because that was kind of our theme song for the summer. Um, and so I just felt like the Lord was asking me to like share just a little bit about, um like what i experienced this summer um and how you don't have to go to kenya just to like experience um, the joy of the lord um, and his freedom and so um for me like the biggest thing that so my one word for the summer was let go i know it's two words i'm sorry um but my one word was let go and i really learned this summer um, that by letting go of everything of expectations of material things. Um, of communication with people back home um, and all these other things. By letting go of that, I was able to experience the real freedom um, that Jesus brings. Um, And he brought me through a lot of hard stuff, but it was such a sweet summer of just like chasing after him and watching what he does with it um, when I just let him do it. And so um, I love the song Head to the Heart because so our program is called Journey. So when it says like you take me on a journey, um, of letting go and getting lost in him and so i just want to encourage you guys like whatever it is like this season like whatever it is that you're holding on to that isn't jesus like just let go and i know that's scary because i was faced with that too how scary it was um, but i'm like i'm living proof that like when you let go of it you just experience so much freedom and joy in life and i mean i spent two months in kenya but he can teach anybody that anywhere. And you don't have to go to Africa just to learn to let go and to hold on to Jesus. And so, yeah, I just wanna encourage you guys in that. Whatever's going on in your lives, I don't know where you, where you guys are in your walk, but um, I'm confident that I know that God is who he says he is. And so if you will just trust in him, um, even when it's hard, if you'll just lean into him, even when it's hard, you're gonna experience so much freedom in life on the other side and that is real and true, and it's just good stuff. It's just really good. Um, so, yeah, I just wanna encourage you guys to keep pressing on, keep running your race with endurance, and you've got a great community here um, to encourage you in that um, as you run your race. You're not running your race alone. You will never run your race alone. You've got a church body, but you've also got Christ, and so he's always running with you. So. Just encourage you to keep running well. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to pray. That's it. Uh, Jesus, uh, I thank you so much for this day. Um, I thank you for allowing me to come home uh, to a place where people love you, Lord, and that they're seeking after you. Um, And Lord, that I can find a refuge here and a home here, even when I come back to Murfreesboro. Um, Lord, would you fill us up tonight um, and send us out, um, to be your witnesses, Lord, be your light for this world. Um, Father, would you fill us with your spirit, um, with your joy, um, and with your, um, with your life, Lord. Um, and would we walk out of here um, having been changed by staring at your face, God, um, that we would glow like Moses did on the mountain, Lord, um, as we walk out into the world, um, and that people would take notice that there's something different about us and that they would ask. Um, Lord, we love you, we trust you, um, and we thank you for all that you do, are doing, and will do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
0: Ah, Alright, grab your uh, book screen and, and uh, flip over to James. We're going to get there eventually. And uh, so as you're getting there, we're going to talk about resistance tonight. Resist. <laughs> in the past uh, couple of weeks or even last week, we talked about self-control. And um, even before that, we, we started talking about refresh and what that looks like in our life. And, and pulled up this cool psalm, you know, David. It would really kind of be cool to hang out with King David. That, that cat was all over the place. You know, he just, And he wasn't afraid to write it out. And knowing, I, I just wonder if at times if he had any idea how many people would see the words that he penned. You know, that when he's writing, and, and we've numbered it Psalm 51, but at the day when he was writing it, I don't, I don't have anything that shows me that he labeled it that. But yet he's saying, Father, create a new heart in me. Put a Genesis week in my chaos. And he's saying, Father, just, let, let's just start over. And so we reminded ourselves beautifully how through Jesus that we get this constant refresh within us. That we're in this constant mode of refreshing who we are when we remember who we are in Him and He in us. That He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. That He's the engine that's driving us. And we did say that a lot of times that our need to hit the old refresh button or the need to have a do-over or the need to just start fresh... It's because of our lack of self-control. You know, And we, we found out last week together that it's an actual fruit of the Spirit. And we were going, dang, why, why did He have to add that one on love, joy, peace, patience, kindness? And as we were rolling through them and, and rolling for the need of us even having to have self-control, is that when we left last week, we said, I just wonder if we treated ourselves with a little more kindness, that if, if we were just a bit more gentle with ourselves, that if we, were just, if we could just experience maybe just a little bit more patience with us. Starting with us. If we would allow ourselves to be joyful, that our need for that self-control wouldn't be so stretched. That, that that muscle, that fruit of the Spirit wouldn't have to be just tapped into all the time to the point where we think that we're white-knuckling it or, you know, we're just really going to button ourselves up this time. I'm just not going to do it. No more. Mm-mm. You know, and, and you guys courageously last week figured out that it's, it's really not the, the apparatus, the thing, the whatever it is that we're looking here that that is causing our need for self control it's something way up here and that's where we're kind of kind of get to tonight is going what are those areas in our life that I wish I could resist are those one and the same are there in those areas in my life that I wish I could resist that's causing me to have a lack of self control that is always got me going man I wish I could start this thing over And so the very first thing that we're going to do is just kind of look at, think about what resist means in your life. Think about those things in your life that that have been tough for you to stand firm against. Think of those areas in your life that have been really tough for you to oppose. It could be topics of conversation, it could be politics, it can be You know, those very things in your life, you've probably heard these things before, that trigger you. That it doesn't matter what happens, that you just can't resist from participating in the chaos of that moment. And you've told yourself so many different times, I don't care what happens this time, I'm not going to do that. And yet you find yourself right back in it. What are those areas that you want to stand firm in? What are those areas that you want to stand against? And what are those areas that you want to oppose? And so the very thing that I I believe that we're going to get to, we're going to be in James 4. So go ahead and get there if you're not there. So this is going to sound an awful lot like Dr. Seuss night. I love Dr. Seuss. Green eggs and ham. Sam, I am. So in our need of self-control, have you got those thoughts on who or what are you resisting? You got it? You got some of them? Who or the what are you opposing? Who or the what are you trying to stand firm against? And, and the thing is, is that we've got these what's here. And so what we're really trying to say is that are we focusing on the proper what? Are we, pro- are we focusing on the proper thing? So many times we as a society, we look at behaviors and we're so focused on that behavior that we're really not concerned with the who that's driving you to the what. We're, we're so focused on what's going on out here that we look at someone that we're really not concerned about the who that's driving you to the what. What's your what? <laughs> Hanging on? <laughs> what? What's your thing? It changes, right? And so, the th- here's, again, look at me here just for a second. That's where the enemy wants us. He wants us to be so focused on the what that we're not concerned about the who that's driving you to the what. If He can just stay over here in the balance and He's laughing His rear end off because we're so focused on the what that we're not concerned about the who that's driving us to the what. Let's look what James says about it. He, He nails it. Who's the who that's driving you to the what? What your what? James four. Now, what your what? I don't know. Here's James. Y'all, y'all still with me? No. I know. Right? I know. I love it. I love these eyes that are going cross-eyed. Like, is he really saying all that? This is James. Hey, look, gang. This is the brother of Jesus. Same, same baby mama. Different baby daddy. <laughs> we we'll use the terms of today, right? Who's the baby mama? Who's the baby daddy? His baby daddy ultimately, is still God, but was still an earthly daddy. So this is James, and he's talking. He's, he's lived life with his stepbrother, half-brother. Jesus. Could you let that soak in just for a second? You got any brothers, Jane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who? <laughs> Can you imagine? He goes into town. Hey, James, what brings you to town? I, ah, man, just want to share some things with y'all. I want to tell you how to not be so focused on your what? Make sure that you're focused on the correct who. <clears throat> Say what? <laughs> and then they start getting the lineage, and then all of a sudden it comes out of his mouth that, well, you have siblings? Yeah, man, I do. Uh, Jesus. So that was kind of a common name. Jesus Christ. Say what? Yeah, my brother's the Messiah. (laughs) I got dibs. So don't we kind of have to pay attention to what the guy says? And so we can try to discount everything in the world, but here's a guy that lived life with Jesus he is saying, look, here in chapter 4. Now, here's the thing. He's writing this to Jewish believers. Okay? Gang, you have to remember this. It would be like someone is saying, your particular what is how you live life following Jesus. And you've been doing that for how long? I don't know. It's different for everybody. But whatever that looks like for you, then someone comes in and says, hey, the way that you've been going about being okay with God, is not, you're, it's not cool anymore. It's just a yes through Jesus. You're totally accepted through saying yes to Jesus. You're clothed in righteousness. You are now equipped to fight the what's with the proper who. And that's what James is writing about. He's writing to remind everybody who the proper who is. Because see, these cats were facing crazy watts. I know, it's so fun. Let's listen to what he says. This is chapter 4, verse 1. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from evil desires at war within you? He said that at very, the very first in the first chapter. He states that temptations do not come from God. They come from the desires that we have. He's talking about the what. What are the desires within us? What are the passions that are within us? What are the uh, desires, passions, temptations that are within us that are driving us to that what? And so we're so focused on that what because we have this desire and this temptation and we're not looking at who's driving us to the who. Who's speaking in your ear that's driving you to the what? And so a lot of times we look at each other and say, man, you're the cause. You're the reason why I'm so upset. You're not doing exactly what I want you to do. And so here we are. And and James is talking to folks that followed God to the T game. And now Jesus comes along and He says, and you're still fighting. Why? What are the quarrels about? What are your what's about? Are we focusing on the proper who? And so he goes on, he says, verse 2, he says, you want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. So he's still focusing on the what's. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. What are our what's? When you're praying, here's here's one way to, to figure this out a little bit. When we're praying, when you're praying to God, what are you asking for? What are you asking Him to do? Most of the time, if you pray anything like me, I'm asking God to do something. And remember a couple of weeks ago, He says, Bivo, I've given you everything you need. Ephesians, He says, I've given you every spiritual blessing through Jesus Christ. So if He continues to say that I've been giving everything, and we said a couple of weeks ago that if in our prayer life we just started praying, Father, what's my next step through this? In the what? Lord, take this away. And He's going, I didn't give it to you. You see, we're focused on the what. We're asking Him to take it away. And He's going, I never gave it to you. But I am the proper who that can get you away from the what so you don't listen to the incorrect who. Verse 3, he says, And even when you ask, you don't get because your motives are all wrong and you only, want, you only want what will give you pleasure. Guys, honestly, I can jump in that boat with them. Right? I want self-perservation. It's hard. We just ask about the hi-fi program. Do you know how hard it is to live life with folks day in and day out that are in a place that they thought that they would never be? And yet still think they still have the answer to tell you how to get out of where they are.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was one of those guys. Hey Deb, don't worry about it. I got it all in control. Don't, <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. I got this figured out. And next thing you know, you're over in Knox County Jail and going, I, I don't think I've got that figured out. And so it doesn't have to end that drastic. But when we're living life face-to-face with each other, one-on-one, raw, rigorous, honest, He's going, I just, I just want the easy way out. But that's why he, did, he didn't empty the tomb for us to have the easy way out. He emptied the tomb for us to be powered through it so that when we're focused on the what and we're dealing with who's who don't know who... <laughs> you with me? We're 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 having we're living a lot of life with folks who don't know the proper who. And so we go back to what feels comfortable, and that's the what. I'll just I'll just go back to my chaos. I know how to navigate through that. I'm not willing to learn this new normal. I don't I just let me just go back to my what. James says, No way. Verse 4 says. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy. I've got to share this one real quick. Joey Davis shared this, and, it, and it's a great illustration of what Paul was talking about, of being in the world, but not being of it. Y'all have heard of that one before? You know, Paul talks about that, that we as lovers of Christ, we can be in the world, but let's just not be of it. And so Joey Davis shared this one and I and I love it because he he brought it down to my level of a chocolate chip cookie. He said, You know, Bivo? He said, we're 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 like chocolate chip cookies. And man, he had my interest right there. I said, You had me at chocolate chip cookie. I'm listening, Joey. He said, Yeah, he said, you know, he said, We as lovers of Christ are like the chocolate chip. We're in the cookie. The world is enveloped all around us. We're in it. But we haven't lost ourselves in the world. We're still separate. But we're not telling the cookie that we don't want to belong, but the sweetness, the sweet aroma of Christ comes from us, the chocolate chip, the semi-sweet morsel. (laughs) I know them well. But isn't that the truth? So just picture yourself as the chocolate chip and you're showing the world that you're focused on the what, and now you're going to start teaching them that the who that's driving you to the what is going to be exchanged by the who that drives that what away. doesn't matter what it is. It's who you're listening to. So in the resistance, here's where, here's where it starts to get really thick, gang. Am I resisting the truth or am I just trying to resist the What? You see, a lot of times what we're doing is that we're resisting the truth of who we are and that we have been given everything. That we are, guys, we share in the divine nature of Jesus Christ. You have to let that sink in. That's that's resurrection power sitting in you. Are you resisting that truth? And as long as you keep resisting that truth, guess what you're gonna go back to? What that what? And so the who that's coming in on this side, you're believing the incorrect who. The who of Christ says, you don't need that what. I'll satisfy that what. Verse 5, what do you think the Scriptures mean when they say that the Spirit of God, that the Spirit God has placed within us is filled with envy? Envy means what, gang? Yeah, that you want something you don't have. right? The Spirit of Christ is going, I don't want you to want that what? Let me satisfy that for you. And so it goes to what Duck was just saying. How do I let go of the what and let Christ fulfill me and stop resisting that where they're not just words? That's where living with life one another is paramount. That's the only place it happens. Because left to ourselves, we'll go back to focusing on the incorrect what? I'm listening to the incorrect who that's talking to me about me and I'm believing lies. He's called the, the what? The Prince of Lies? Father of Lies. Thank you. Verse 6, but look what happens here, gang. I, oh my gosh, I'm going to start running. <laughs> so the Spirit's in here. So doesn't that make sense? I want to go this way. Bivo, go this way. You're, you're focused on the what? Listen to the truth. Stop resisting the truth anymore. I want to. I desperately want to. But this is so much easier, I think. See, that's the, that's the who that's listening, that's driving me in here. It's easier over here, Bivo. So you feel that? All right, and so it makes sense. But he gives us even more grace to stand against, to resist such evil desires. And where did those evil desires come from? That we just learned. (coughs) Hello. Father, bless. Amen. Where did the evil desires come from? In me. Amen. All right. As the Scripture said, God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. Gang, when you're looking in the Greek and you're looking up humble, make sure that you dissect the humble. There's different definitions for that word. The humble does mean to, be, um, to come in a position of meekness, lowliness. It also means to submit. To place yourself in the proper authority. So this gets really good. Because he's saying, look, verse 7. So humble yourselves. Most translations will have submit. So humble yourselves. Let me find it here. Before God, resist the devil, resist the who. You're looking at your what. Submit, and what we're doing, we're humbly coming in and we're saying, Lord, I can't do this on my own anymore. I believe right now in this moment that I do share in Your divine nature. Father, I am empowered with resurrection power to get me past the what? And I'm going to trust You. I'm going to resist the father of lies. And look who starts to run. Who's running? The devil. Who's running? The
1: devil.
0: The devil. Gang, who's running?
1: Devil.
0: <laughs> Did you ever think that the devil runs from you? Have you been coached up in that? You're standing firm with it and you say, You come on, punk. Come on, jerk. Boom. I am I'm in power. I've got you so beat, you're so defeated. You're a wimp. You're a wuss. you got nothing here on me, man. And you literally speak that out, gang. That what that you bring to the table doesn't satisfy me. The great who who created me satisfies me. I will no longer resist the truth of who I am in Him anymore. So how often do we do that? Constantly. Until whatever that what is is no longer a what in your life. That you believe the who that is delivering you from the what. The
1: what,
0: is a what. Amen. That's good. The what was a was. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Alright, we're going to close up here. So humble yourself. Submit to the higher power of Christ within us. No longer resist the truth of who we are. No longer resist the fact that we are operating from a place of victory. And your what start to dissipate. So here's your homework for the week. Dissect in your daily life, and it'll happen even tonight, who is the who that's driving you? Okay? Who is the who that's driving you? Through each moment, through each decision. What's my motive? And see if you're focusing on the proper who. Sometimes we're trying to be our own God in most of these moments. No longer resist the truth of, of the great who, guys. Father, we thank You. We thank You for this night. We thank You for a people that are standing firm and aren't running. That Lord, that believe that that when we do stand firm, that the evil one, the enemy who is already defeated is the one that flees. That's just such a cool image to me, Lord. That I'm standing firm. That I'm not cowering down. That I'm not operating in a place of, oh no! That Father, we're standing firm in Your power, in Your resurrection. Lord, in Your divine nature that You have given us. So Lord, thank You for a people that's in this room that are bold partakers of You. And they share that freely with everyone they come in contact with. And so Lord, we're going to uh, just continue to worship You in song and through the love feast of communion. And Father, it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Amen.